Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hextech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and joining me, as always, are your favorite podcaster minions. Hey, everyone, it's Susan. I don't think I've done this before. Hello. <laughs> Just a plain hello. <laughs> Just a plain-ass hello. That's a new it's one. <laughs> actually getting more boring week after week. That's the crazy Dude, next thing. time is just going to be a high. That's it. I don't think I've done that one either. Calling it right now. It's just going to get to <laughs> just an H noise, and that's it. <laughs> I'm just going to be... Once I run out of ideas, I'm never going to do an intro again. I'm just going to fucking sit here until... <laughs> in silence quiet. until we move on. <laughs> Well, ignoring the fact that Micro's hellos are going to get uh, significantly worse as the weeks move forward, uh, the week in the past has been pretty crazy for League of Legends. A bunch of stuff has happened, not just news in, in terms of the game, but news oh, yeah. involving some some pretty horrendous situations going on in, uh, in Evil Geniuses, the organization. But we will get to all of that in just a bit. So before we move to all those League of Legends topics, let's go to our first segment of the week which is ketchup xp where we talk about what's been going on guys who wants to go first uh i've got I two did. weeks to cover uh, <laughs> that's true actually yeah. you know what tj go first already mine <laughs> yeah uh, my week hasn't been much just chilling gaming working uh i applied for like a new careers and coding type of deal recently so hopefully i can get Yo. something popping with that taking a, a program for a uh, coding maybe it could it could stem into a bunch of different stuff you know coding hell um, yeah Poggers. yeah hopefully i can get that going and do something different than what i'm doing now for work mm-hmm. but uh that's yeah that's my week i haven't really been doing much not even playing league <laughs> yeah good luck on that by the way yeah thanks um so I missed last week, as listeners of the podcast know. Um, I went to the Warhammer tournament. That was in North Carolina, Ra- not Rally, uh, Cherokee, Cherokee, North Car- Carolina, which is like nearly on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina. But drive is horrible. Seven and a half hour drive turned to nine hours. It was a long, windy road for like forty miles. Gross. This RV was going twenty and a sixty. I the would entire time attack dude it fucking sucked though it was very pretty it is not what i'm used to because i'm sure you guys uh up where you guys are in the states there is a lot of like nicer stuff to look at where, here where uh, i am where i, I live it's kind of just flat and trees no, it's <laughs> i feel it's that still, way it's place. still <laughs> much better improvement from texas where it is just farm fields where i live <laughs> way back in like before uh i moved out and shit but it was nice i mean it wasn't dark so i could see it was really nice but at the same time it's really long um the tournament i went four and two which is a lot oh, better than yeah. I wanted to because i only wanted two ins um i think i got top 50 and i was half a percentage even though i scored the most for my faction you get place based on how your opponents also do there's a whole algorithm so I think one of my opponents lost a game that uh lost a game in the later half of the thing. So the person that took the first place for the faction was like half a percent, less than half a percent above me. So it was like a place above me. So I didn't because they have these little they have these little pins that they give out for best in faction. So for my faction, I was half behind, even though I scored a lot. But he was a very cool guy. I met him in the elevator when I was going up to my room. It's kind of like our my faction's like very unplayed. So once we see somebody that we like, 
just playing the same facts. And we're like, yo, what's the what the fuck's up, homie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they were cool. They seemed super happy about it. Um, other than that, I think there was a highlight of the event. There was this crazy motherfucker playing Necrons, which is kind of like a, I guess, just Terminators. I like Necrons. <laughs> if you guys know them. Uh, Terminators and this guy brought three obelisks and three monoliths, which are big Lord of War things, the big flying Ooh. buildings. So he was running around with three giant blooming onions on the table. Fucking <laughs> crazy looking. He got top eight, and the local Necron guy who just abhors those models was freaking out. Damn. It was so funny. It was like, it was like the equivalent of playing fucking Yumi mid and going 20 and 0 in a LCS <laughs> match. It was kind of crazy. I don't fucking know how it worked. Um, other than that, I've been playing a little bit of League, not as much recently because I've been picked up doing painting commissions for Warhammer. I just picked up an entire army today uh, to paint, which is going to be Aldari. They're pretty cool. Painting a guy named Abaddon for somebody. Um, yeah, just a side hustle. Open that up and... As for League, I've just been playing Alawi. I'm in my Alawi era. I've left the Quinn <laughs> era. Nice. And that's pretty much it. Just been enjoying life these past two weeks. All right. Well, for me, what have I been doing in this last week? Well, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends like normal. Uh, so sure. as, as y'all know, I'm in the LBLCS this year, which is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, for LBLCS, I, uh, our team got, like, accepted and all that stuff. We got our draws, we got our groups and whatever. So, like, this weekend, I'm actually, like, giga busy. So, like, basically every single day, every single night, I'm, like, doing scrims or practices or something. Which is kind of a lot, but it's whatever. Hey, the dedication will pay off. Hopefully. 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 I asked my <laughs> coaches and, and everything, like, hey... Like, how well do you think we're going to do based off of, like, the performance that we've been having so far? And, like, you know, historically compared to, to other teams that you've seen. And they're like, yeah, you guys are probably, like, middle of the pack. Which is, like, oh. not a good sentiment to hear considering that we're sitting at, like, a 77% win rate and we're middle <laughs> of the pack. Uh -huh. So that's probably not great to hear. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. I've been basically, I've been relegated to just Sejuani, Vi, Wukong duty. Those are the three champions I'm allowed to play. Anytime I want to play anything else, I'll probably have to beg. Get on my knees and bark like a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Gwen mid. It's just <laughs> like, like me on Gwen mid. <laughs> well, it's, I'm, I'm just forced to play what's, what's giga meta, I guess. I, I, it's like what our team needs, though. Because like if I were to pick like... Viego or Lee Sin or something like we're just losing we're just losing out mm -hmm. on 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 other pieces of our team that we would need yeah because everything else team list is so good right now yeah I mean it's just like well it's just like everybody else on my team wants to play a carry mm -hmm. so I I, I I probably won't get the opportunity to play very uh very much towards that style which is all right it's just you know I don't want to play Lee Sin I'm not gonna lie um other than that, I, I re-downloaded Valorant, like I said, a couple weeks ago. I've been playing that a bit. I just watched the, the VCT finals, which was pretty pretty fun. Uh, Fnatic yeah. went 3-2 to two against Loud. So, let's go, Fnatic. You know, uh, proud proud to support that org. Um, but yeah, other than that, just, you know, playing Valorant in my free time and then playing League of Legends uh, 
because that's usually what I only ever do. So, oh, and I also saw Cocaine Bear. That was a movie. <laughs> yeah, how was that? Cocaine it was a movie. Bears. Is that the? <laughs> was it Which funny? That one again? Is that the fucking? So, I I don't think Cocaine Bear was nearly as funny as it was advertised to be because it was kind of advertised as like one of those like shithead like stoner comedies, right? Uh, but it just it didn't come off. It, it it wasn't very funny in my opinion. It was just kind of like, ah, yeah, that happened. It was exactly what I expected from a movie that was called Cocaine Bear. So yeah, I was about to say was was being funny the goal and did they deliver or not? <laughs> there were definitely times that that were funny. I giggled a bit, but like it, I don't think it was like as like heavily towards the comedy side that that I kind of wanted it to be. I guess. So gotcha. let's get Cocaine Bear in the new Mortal Kombat that they announced recently. What? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. That'd be fucking funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> That'd be funnier than the movie. True. <laughs> I think they set it up for a sequel. That's the worst fucking part. Oh no. Yeah, they set up Cocaine Bear for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll direct it. We got Yeah, this. true, true. Oh, uh, but that's all I have for my week. That's all I have for my ketchup XP. Uh, so with that being said, let's jump right into our second segment of the night, which is going to be team chat. So let's see, what do we have on the team chat list? So number one, we have the reveal of the new support champion that's going to be coming out. Uh, Melio, I think is yeah. how you say it. Yeah, Melio. Uh, we got a champion uh, theme, like like the, 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 the music theme release. And then I saw a leak on TikTok about his abilities and stuff. Oh, and it, I didn't get to see any of those. Yeah, I, I don't have a link or anything for it because I saw it like I think like right before we started the pod. But right. um, one ability looks like it's a displacement that can affect multiple people, okay. and then it looks like another ability um, is granting like an AOE field for I think it looked like healing or shielding that follows around the target, and then mm-hmm. another ability gives increased uh, auto attack range to the target. Um, and then it looks like to me his ultimate is an AOE cleanse heal for anyone within his vicinity. So like you can essentially cleanse heal your entire team. I think is what it looks like. That sounds cool. Yeah, from I what it sounds, it sounds like he'll be, yeah, yeah it sounds like he's gonna be very maybe not very, but it'll be some somewhat skill expressive, which is always nice in support. I just yeah. want to say though. From what I've seen, the uh, I saw a little bit. I didn't actually. I think I saw the same video on Twitter or on the TikTok right before the pod. Um, he looked really cool. The displacement that I saw, he's like kicking a kicking a big barred ball at somebody. It pushes them back and then it stuns them, which just looked cool. But even then, like the thematic of the actual, I guess, is it the theme that they showed off? I think that's what they called the video. Mm-hmm. Um, on YouTube this morning. It looked so cool. I think even though because the my taste in champions is very diverse. Like I play Singed, Kiana's my favorite champion. And play Gwen. Um this thematic is fucking sick. It's probably gonna be one of my favorite champions that I do not play. Yeah, I agree. This is a really cool and cute uh design and theme for the champion. I really like this a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking adorable i was just I, I was just sitting there watching the champion theme video just like just ogling like wow this, good this ass champion. Looks awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like i can't speak too much on the abilities but yeah from what you said it seems like very um 
pure support enchanter gameplay mm -hmm. by just buffing other people. Hopefully, it doesn't have a one-shot move. <laughs> Yumi. <laughs> <laughs> I also, looking at the champion theme video, like, the arts that they did made me really think about fighting games. <laughs> it made me think, like, they would put this character in the next game, too. Because oh, yeah, of it yeah. being, like, the, the 2D kind of drawing style. Like, these could 100% be fighting game, like, move animations with these drawings. Yeah, that's true. That'd be cool. Because, it, cause yeah, like, yeah. Project L is, like, two characters, right? You swap between two characters or something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, imagine imagine you, you add Melio into your into your set, and he just, oh, like, buffs your other... Amigos. Your combo is just buffing the other person. Right, imagine. That'd be cool. He has, like, CC moves. He buffs your other character, and then, like, they swap back in or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I really, I'm really looking forward to this. Hopefully, maybe this is the character... So, what I said before when I was playing ADC a lot, when me and Mage first started playing Clash, was I would eventually switch to my support era. Maybe this will be the character that makes me want to play you support. Got TJ on support? Because, like, <laughs> I've wanted to play support, I just haven't found a champion that makes me want to play the role yet. So maybe this will be that character. Hey man, some of the best support players in the world were originally ADC players, so, you know, this could be your calling. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because you, you know exactly what you want. And what you need as the ADC, so playing support, it's like, oh, I understand. Right, right. But nah, this character looks awesome. I'm excited. I'm also excited. It, it makes me kind of want to go back to support. I've I've played a couple of support games back, um, as I've like filled in in some of the these random games that I've played, and <laughs> I played a Caitlyn support game the other day. That shit was so stupid. That was so yeah. dumb. Like it was actually so cringe. Like I, I died level one going for a super aggro trade, which did not work yeah. out for me. But then the rest of the game was just me hammering the enemy team. Like they got Aww. so pissed at me the entire time that they started like they started a, they, they they targeted me the the rest of the game. I I, I got flashed on by the enemy Oswo. I think I counted seven times, and I got solo ulted by the enemy Fiddlesticks five times. <laughs> Like they were so pissed off at exclusively me, and the oh best thing apart, the, the best thing about it was the rest of my team was also strong. So we actually just won the game. I had like eight deaths, and like I didn't need to have eight deaths if they just didn't insta giga focus me. But every time they insta giga focus me, we would win the fight, and then we just won the game. So, bro, I I realized the exact same thing playing Overwatch that like if you're playing support too well, people just fucking hate you. They like if you're actually you. if if you're good oh at doing God. what you're doing, they hate you, bro. Like Dude, I fucking had, I main Anna, who's like no yes. mobility at all. She has walk, sleep someone in a flask. <laughs> That's it. Hate Anna. In that <laughs> so game. if, if somebody jumps you, you better put them to sleep or you're dead. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so like I used that, to fucking it's main pain. Brig, Brigida in yeah. Overwatch when I played. Oh my god! I was on I was on the front line of the fucking tank, but people would actively just not shoot the tank. Yeah, as soon as because I was like actually pushing like... people so far back, they're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, as soon <laughs> got as they a few get an eye on requests. you or get a whiff of you, bro. They're just they're on that ass. It's over for you. You're mm -hmm. done. But even then, because I had a <laughs> tank that was also there with me, they just wouldn't be able to even kill me. It was yeah, so that's good. Just, that shit's annoying. <laughs> just getting targeted because you're playing well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
That's just a life of support, though. That's just that. Honestly, it's just a <laughs> yeah. life of support or ADC. One one of those two people That's is just it, gonna yeah. get gigafucked by the enemy team, regardless. Because the majority of the time, they're the win con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, Melia looks really interesting. Getting back on topic a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Melia looks no, really now cool. an Overwatch podcast. <laughs> Not an Overwatch podcast. I don't even no. know if those exist. Um, Maybe. oh, they should. Yeah, Melio looks really cool. I'm excited for the release. Uh, I'm going to see if yeah, I can break him and put him in the jungle because that's what I always do when a new <laughs> champ gets released is I play them jungle regardless of what role they're supposed to be in. Yes. I did that with the reworked Akali and I fed my ass off. Oh, Dude, I did it the other day with uh, Aurelian Soul and I went 16 and 2. <laughs> I had the game of my fucking life. Dude, A-Soul is so fucking broken. I like he that. Is. I got He's words like about that champion later. On that he... When I face him, it just does not feel that good. I've got some mean <laughs> words to say about him, but I don't have it in me to even express them. No, he's fun. He's, he's one of my fucking favorite reworks. I love Aurelian Soul. Anyways, don't hate me, please. Uh, listeners. <laughs> What's their next topic? I like the new Aurelian Soul. Hell yeah. Uh, so for the next topic, we have the uh, the champion price changes. So Riot is doing a change to because I think this is something that the, that the that kind of came up recently where it's like people were complaining that champions were too expensive to buy like through Blue Essence and and RP as well where it's like just because the champion is new doesn't mean that it should cost like the most amount of Blue Essence or, or RP in order to get it especially when a champion like like Yumi is still was still like sixty three hundred when she mm-hmm. has one of the most simple and absurdly like broken kits in, in the game. Right. Um right. so essentially what Riot is doing is they're revamping the prices on champions to reflect their difficulty and friendliness to new players. So champions like Teemo, Lux, Annie, Yumi, these simple one dimensional kit champions are all going to be like the four fifty blue essence mark. Some of the more complicated champions are like Ramus, Lucian, stuff like that are going to be like the thirteen fifty mark. And then, like, as, as you go higher, obviously, the champions are going to become more expensive. And then Jin is going to be the only champion that is exclusively 4,444 Blue Essence. Yeah. I love Riot. <laughs> I love Riot. Yeah, they're, they, they, they leaned really hard into the four joke, and I fucking love That's that. A good catch, yeah. Because in reality, it doesn't change anything game-wise, so, I mean... No, why and, not? It's it's so good. Yeah, like, that's actually so fucking awesome. Yeah, and also <laughs> I feel like he would sit in that like that kind of like forty eight hundred thirty one fifty like area anyways yeah, in terms of like difficulty. Yeah, that's like it's just like slow shooting mechanic. It was very hard to pick up. Yeah, when you're not used to it. Yeah, I think yeah. them revamping is kind of a very long word I'm looking for. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's overdue because um, what was the point I exactly just had? Oh my gosh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> my point is gone. Well, if you remember, Brain just wipe. interrupt us. Yeah. Oh, I see the uh the only cha- the only new champs or not new, but the only champs that are going to be 6300 are Belveth, Cassante, Nyla, Gla- uh, Renata and Zeri. They're all newer, but at the same time, it makes sense because these are all pretty fucking tough champions to play. They're all newer, and yeah, I would say they're all, for the majority of them, they're all pretty tough. I don't think Renata's that difficult, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not Renata. Belvet's kind of... Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a support champion in the game that's deserving of the 6300 part. No. Like, I think maybe Thresh or 
No, no, Bard's pretty easy. Um, don't hate me. I, I, I think Maybe Bard, I think Bard, the, okay, the difference between, like, oh, a person who's actually good at Bard and somebody who's just playing Bard occasionally is, is very, very deep. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. But it, it's then, less of a champion mechanics most, thing, though. At the most, the highest level of play, I think he's very deserving of, like, a 4,800 spot. Yeah. Like, on terms with Camille, which... Uh, we, I know certain somebody really couldn't play Camille. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Moving on. But, but yeah, the point I was gonna make was correct me if I'm wrong, but getting champs for a new account seemingly isn't that easy. If the, the oh, champs are pretty expensive like that. Oh, it yeah. fucking it's, sucks, bro. It's really bad. Because it is what, terrible. You have, to, you have to level up to get the or, or the, the the champion capsules, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you get those capsules, you get a random cha champion. And then you also have a, to have enough blue essence to unlock that random champion mm -hmm. that you might not want to play or want at the time. So, Yeah, because like... It, it's pretty rough. On my second account, which is, I think, level, like, 45 or something right now, I made the account so I could just, like, try different and new things in ranked and whatnot. And that's that was, yeah. like, originally it was my Nidalee OTP account. And then I stopped playing Nidalee and started playing ADC only. And that's when my account was named IDK ADC. And that was, like, that was like my ADC era. Because that shit, I was going fucking crazy on that. But that was also, like, Kaisa Zaya meta. So I was going just fucking wild on Kaisa and Zaya every single game. Um, but, like, even up through, like, level, I think, 40, I ended up only unlocking Nidalee and then five ADCs, I think. It, yeah. it was really, really tough to get a, a lot of new champions that I wanted to the point where, like, I have the Xbox Battle Pass. I just, I have to use the Xbox, uh, Xbox Battle Pass on my second account in order to use different champions on that one. Oh, my God, I forgot that right. was a thing. Uh, my second account, I think... I stopped because I own three second accounts. I'm not gonna say the names because they're a little, they're a little vulgar. Um, but the the names of my, or the uh, champions of my other accounts, I have like sixteen on each. That's just enough to play ranked, I believe. All right. Uh, or no, you need more to play ranked now. There's not three bands still. Um, but I mean, it's kind of you need thirty champions though, right? Or what? Is it thirty? Yeah. Is it thirty? I think I like... it's thirty. I think so, but like my other accounts, it is so difficult getting. It's like you can't even play ranked when you get level thirty anymore. No, it's like unless you, you have like, unless you only unlock the four fifty and like fifteen hundred or thirteen hundred. Uh, yeah, maybe splurge on like one or two of them. Yeah, you, yeah, you you're literally you affording want to play. Yeah, no, no, you literally afford one or two champs that you might want to play, and then everything else is just filler. Mm-hmm. Like, right but, now, I don't have every champ unlocked, and I don't think I ever will, because, like, I'm just not interested in playing them. That's fair. <laughs> it took me, um, took me like, three, four years of constantly playing to unlock every champ, which is crazy. But at the same yeah, time, true. I guess I understand why, because there's 160 characters. There's so many! Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so bad, I know all of their kits. Yeah, and which, button, <laughs> which button goes on each but um uh, this is very very long overdue change i think it's very good for people that are getting into the game because the actual skill represents what you're buying yeah Agreed. out of the i think like maybe zed would be a good 3150 contender but i think what they said yeah so zed will be 1350 ish see my whole thing is like 
honestly, like, I understand why they're doing it this way, where it's supposed to be, like, relatively, like, it's constricted to skill level, but I don't understand why they're all not just, like, the same price, because if you want people to play your game and try different champions, just pick one of the middle-of-the-road prices between, like, 3150 and 4800, where yeah. every single champion is just that middle-of-the-road level, so you don't have to, like spend a really long time grinding for blue essence or anything and you can just get the champions that you want to play yeah or they could like change up the system if they don't want to go for buying champions like maybe we could do a challenge system where you have to play actually with the way that league is formatted nah scratch that idea but another point <laughs> that i did have that um like new players are just Never mind, scratch that point too. <laughs> I just keep blanking on what I'm trying to say in the middle of saying. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the champion unlock system is pretty much fucking archaic at this point. I, I think the system itself should be basically abolished and either make it so that every champion is available when you start playing the game so that you can actually tr actively try new and different things or make it so that every champion is the same cost so everything is readily available to you at a certain point. Yeah, maybe they could put, like, I don't know how many quests do this in the game, but if they, like, actively update the quests with daily, like, challenges to complete, like, like they do with the Battle Pass quests and stuff that give you Blue Essence, mm -hmm. so you can unlock champions more often, maybe? I think if they made it so that you can only, you have to play X amount of games on this champion or have X amount mastery on the champion in normal game, blind game, etc., before you can play it in ranked, that would be a good system. Because That'd be interesting. instead of being like, oh yeah, I can just unlock this champion instantly at 450 and then just take it into ranked without ever playing the champion at all, that that's a, that's quite a bit more fucked than just than, than, than anything else that, that has been said or done so far. Yeah, maybe like a, a screening. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should yeah. at least play it like, maybe play 30 games on a champion before you're allowed to take it into ranked. Not just unlock it and then free-for-all. Because that's, again, one of the things that is, like, found pretty frustrating in ranked climbs is, like, yeah, I'm first-timing this champion. Because that's happened yeah. to me, where, like, my top laner is just first-timing fucking Kale and then feeds their ass off. And I'm like, well, Guilty, you, but you not don't understand Kale. how the champion <laughs> works, man. That's, Actually, that sucks for us. I did first-time Zach in ranked, and I went, like, 13-2. and two. It was pretty nice. <laughs> but Zach's also brainless, so... <laughs> yeah, brainless and boneless. True. Maybe you know. Well, actually, I don't know about every champ should be available. Jello isn't quite boneless. Not getting into the specific things. <laughs> I'm sorry, TJ. What did you say? <laughs> I said in practice tool, every champ could be available. That oh yeah, yeah that, that would be would, a good. That would idea. be very fucking nice. Because then you get to try it out. You get an actual trial yeah. if you want it or not. That would have been so helpful when I was starting. Maybe even bots, you could do that. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I real. agree. Give I agree. Everybody, everything on bots. Let people play the characters they want to play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think the champion purchase system is fucking archaic and needs to be abolished, so that's oh, my yeah. stance on it. But this is, a, this is a move in the right direction, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Um, well, if that's all we have for the champion price changes, let's move on to our next topic that we have in team chat, which is the, oh boy, the <laughs> Yumi update. Oh, fuck. Man, so yeah. this champion has been dead for a little bit. She's been sitting at, like, an abysmal win rate, which is exactly where I and everybody else in the entire world wants her. Um, 
but it, it was all it was all in due time before she would make her her uh her return to the rift and the way that she's coming back is going to be whew, quite the banger so at first glance guys how are we feeling we, like without going into like necessarily specifics like i don't want to do a full rundown of what this is going to be but like on first glance how are we feeling looking at this reworked version of the one of the most hated champions in the game one word description for me is mixed because while i think she does get like she does need to get changed because obviously yumi is yumi um i don't know if it's a step in the right direction because what this rework's doing without going too in depth into it is giving her that best friend mechanic which basically says, all right, you want to be on your ADCL game rather than giving the Yumi player the freedom of going wherever they want, which could do a lot of things in meta, or in the meta, where maybe we'll see Yumi's just sitting with the jungler being level one by 12 minutes or something. <laughs> I doubt that, but maybe Yumi will just be in another lane, but who knows? Um, I just... I don't know if it's a step in the right direction because a lot of the bonuses that we're seeing are also very toxic because there's like on hit damage, there's on hit healing, there's more healing and shielding power. There's all this crazy shit that's going to be added that is just so tailored towards ADCs and probably you don't want that or you don't want Yumi and anybody else anymore. Um, yeah, that's I, I'm just mixed on it because she did need to be changed to be fair. She probably still will need to be changed. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It looks pretty doomed because like on my second glance of this as a whole, it looks like they're just adding a bunch of shit to her abilities, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's really just gonna make her a lot more overpowered than she is now, because it's like I am seeing like I don't know. It it seems to me like they're just literally adding all of these bonuses to her kit, like as she is the way now kind of thing. Yeah, I like, mean, even though they they are nerfing her health growth and stuff like that, but like, they're straight up just adding certain stuff to her abilities, like the on hit damage that's being put on her Q. Like that just wasn't there before, to my knowledge. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at the change, so I in in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of many people, is that the issue that Yumi has is she's essentially an unpunishable champion where she can detach and reattach quickly. She is completely untargetable and will be constantly giving buffs to whoever she's attached to. And right. because she is basically this unpunishable champion that can't be bullied out of lane and you can't really bully her, her laner out of lane either. It is very important that she needs to be able to be targeted. So being an untargetable champion is the primary issue. They did not fix anything about the untargetability. All they did was made it more... She made Yumi more reliant on being attached to somebody constantly. Yeah. And to, to an extent, I understand some of the stuff that's happening. So number one, the change on her E, I think, is really good. Where instead of healing, it shields. I think that's really, really good. Because the healing is what made it essentially unpunishable towards the person that she was in lane with you can yep. poke that person down but as long as yumi is still staying on that person after like bandle glass mirror 
it is impossible to push them out of lane because she will always have the mana available to heal the ally that she is on, right? Yep. Now, instead of doing that, it uh it shields, which is really, really good. It is more skill-based where you can't just like, oh, you got hit, time to heal. It's like, okay, I need <laughs> to be prepared for this thing to hit so that I can shield and actively prevent the damage from happening, which I think is good. The fact that it also restores mana is where I'm a little... Um, yeah, that one I'm like, uh... Yeah, that's that that's where I'm a little bit like, okay, we've removed so much mana regen stuff, like Soraka's W was changed, mana pots mana don't exist potion. in the game anymore, mana flow band got nerfed into the fucking ground, and all this other stuff happened to make like corrupting pots too. It's like and biscuits and biscuits all the stuff that was supposed to be like sustaining mana in lane should not be a sustainable strategy unless you're building tier building roa and and you play a champion like rise or anivia that really needs to be able to do that and to put it on an adc especially adcs that suffer from a, an, an issue of like mana regeneration champions like caitlin who does like to spam abilities in order to get pushed in lane is punished from the fact that she will be using her abilities constantly yeah. She she feels like a champion is going to be significantly less punished for being in the lane as long as she wants to be in, especially because the healing that Yumi used to have on her E is now put into her passive, where anytime Yumi's spells or attacks hit an enemy champion, she heals a target that she is attached to. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like that... The, the heal is like not massive, but it, it's still... It, I, I don't know. I just feel like... The healing should just be removed from the kit entirely. I think mana regeneration should be removed from the kit entirely. Um, I think that, like... I don't know, man. I, I, I don't hate the best friend thing. I like the idea that Yumi should be able to feel like she should be attached to a specific champion. And that uh, champion being the ADC. Where you designated at the start of the game. Yeah, like, it, it, it feels weird that she isn't punished for just swapping to whatever champion she wants to be a part of halfway through the game that that feels weird to me that is, yeah that is a good idea that needs to be implemented in probably a different way yeah so i like the best friend bonus i think that's a really good change i think the e overall is a good change minus the mana regen i don't know how much i like some of the things that they did with the best friend stuff like i like i actually i really like the r change i think the r change where her waves heal allies and will damage and root enemies. I think that that's really good. I yeah, that looks like a fun ability. Because yeah. to the point that you just said that it's a lot more punishing now that she hops from person to person. So it would essentially get rid of her general support help overall because her, like, say her healing and other abilities wouldn't be as effective as, say, a Soraka. Yeah, uh, coming late game because she's just sitting on top of one person, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think I think her R change is really good that it heals everybody. It reminds me yeah. of like Janna. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very um, good disengage tool, but also at the same time can be very good engage tool. Well, maybe not Janna, but I do like her. I mean, if you're good at Janna, it can be a good engage tool. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> the instant Janna sec. <laughs> you, you you guys have seen my 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 infamous Janna yeah. my Janna flash I was artist. Say. <laughs> you you've seen some crazy shit out of Laughing yes, Maze, sir. that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Q change is the one that's most fucking abysmal to me. Where it like the range is longer, halfway through it moves faster, does more damage, and slows more. <laughs> like I don't there's know. Ten, there's I don't know. ten bullet points under her Q that does a lot of shit. That's crazy. <laughs> 
if I see her ADC sitting a little further back than the caster minion, and she slaps that shit into my caster minion wave and hits me, I'm gonna be mad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, if she can hit you from the I'm entire fucking lane, that's absurd. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, one, I, I think I saw a video on like uh from the PBE when they were like working on this, where Yumi sitting in like uh so you know the bush that's that you would typically take to enter to the red buff. Right from mid lane, yeah. yeah. Somebody was sitting in that bush. Yumi attached. Yumi cues towards river. Her cue reaches all the way into river. Oh, that's fucking yeah. Up. No, that's disgusting. Yeah, the one that's right by Raptors. Yes, it's like an entire lane. God. Yeah, so it, it it can almost hit like tower to tower, like turret to turret. That that's how long that fucking ability is now. And and when she she's attached, she can control where it goes. So yep, and it. It's a lot easier to hit now. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And also, yeah, the Q reveals targets that it hits. So, yep, that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like the Q change. I think the Q no. change is a bit abysmal because, like, that was also one of the other things is that Yumi players would fucking take first strike, build Luden's Echo, and then just Q max, and then yeah. hit you and deal just instantaneous, almost undodgeable one thousand damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by level three, you're probably half health. Like <laughs> it was, it was pop both your pods. That all shit the was healing from leveling up. Doesn't matter. So dumb. It was yeah. so fucking stupid. While you're laying up full HP. The real, the real wins in this kit are the W and R. Yeah, because I think the W being a shield, like you said, is probably is definitely probably the way to go. That fucking the guy who plays ranked with his feet on Yumi is gonna be crying, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I think these are these are great. I like those two. Q is that's not a good change. Um, and the E, I haven't looked too much into. Oh so, no, the so E, the is, e the is the shield. The W is the attachment. That's the, yeah, that's what it is. The E and the R are the real big wins. The yeah. W gives you just flat on hit healing. Interesting. Yeah. So I actually think though that's not bad because like the adaptive oh, force w... that's really fucking like stupid that never like that that's just now part of her passive now instead of being a part of the w so you get it immediately instead of having to level w yeah, um so like w maxing on yumi is no longer a thing because that used to be a thing and mm-hmm. now no longer a positive boon for summon airy i like that a lot that's too a because point. i would abuse the fuck out of that when i was playing Yumi. yeah you just, you just i was spamming my fucking w through team fights dude everybody was getting like like a small shield the entire time it was so dumb Aerie never went on cooldown. Everybody gets a shield. Mm-hmm. Overall, I am... Yeah, I guess I guess mixed is a good way to describe it. I, I think there are positive changes in this, in this rework, but then again, I think there are things that definitely need to get removed. I think the overall sustain of the champion needs to get removed, and then keep with, like, the... Keep with everything else, I think. Just remove the mana regen, remove the healing in her passive, and... Make it so that the only heal that she has is on her ultimate. Uh, And they just don't have fucking mana regen in champions kits. Yeah, I think it's based off of missing mana too. It's not just a flat (laughs) amount. It's kind of, it's going to get ridiculous. Yeah, I think if anything gets nerfed, it's going to be that for her, like instantly. I think the mana, because Riot fucking hates mana sustain. People play Mage Yumi bot. And just start spamming abilities. I mean, that's also definitely a possibility. And you won't get punished because you have infinite mana. Infinite mana. Not hack. that not that mage items don't give a million mana anyways, but... Yeah, true. That was crazy. 
But that'd be even better regen because you have an even bigger mana pool for the missing mana percentage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my feelings on Yumi are just mixed overall. Any any last comments on Yumi? No, I'll stick with my Okay. I'm glad they're doing something. Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing anything about that champion because yeah. holy god, she needed changes. For as oh. long as they've left that character. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. We just got to talk and make fun of Yumi, but now it's time to get a little bit more serious because the next topic that we have to talk about is quite the doozy. It is Hall of the Unfortunate Drama and News that is accumulating around uh ex ad carry player for evil geniuses danny and a lot of the horrendous news that is coming out around evil geniuses as an organization yeah um so if for, for those of you who do not know what's going on uh for whatever reason or need a recap essentially last year uh going into the summer playoffs after the team liquid series and qualifying for Worlds, Danny, the current AD carry for uh, uh, Evil Geniuses at the time, ended up taking a break from the game. Or at least that's how it was phrased, is that he was going to take a break and may come back later. That was the way that it was phrased. And at first, it was like, okay, he needs a break. He's not doing so well. That's understandable. And a lot of right. people anticipated that he would end up making a return to the stage. Uh, and also, like before all this even happened, Danny was getting pretty much being held in extraordinarily high regard as one of the most like he was a prodigy essentially he was supposed to be the next greatest north american player that we've ever produced he was like being compared to double lift and sneaky in terms of how fucking good this kid was and um so there was a lot of hype around him so when this initially came out it was like it was a big deal where people were concerned about him but not a lot of news came out around it as time went on, more information gets leaked, some DMs get released, and Cajal reads those out on stream. There are some accusations and uh, defenses and crying Twitter uh, apology videos. And it eventually, it's all accumulating to this point right now, where it is essentially being revealed by multiple sources, including uh, Thorin, uh, the Richard Lewis, and uh, Arshgoyle about information that's going on with this situation on, on a much more broad scale in terms of evil geniuses as an organization being generally shitty, I guess. Like, they're unempathetic. They're not taking care of their players. It's... What's the word I'm looking for? It's, um... When you're not taking care of something that you have neglect. the responsibility... Neglect. Yeah, it, it's just neglect from the company. Right. right. That, that's that's where it's all kind of boiling down to. And I'm not going to speak too much into all of the details because I'm definitely not going to be able to articulate it as well as any of the articles or videos that are online already are. So if, if you would like more information, I highly recommend searching out those articles, finding them, reading them, listening to them, listening to the, the Thorin uh, video that was released on YouTube. Um yeah, essentially, it has come out that Evil Geniuses, at least the higher up in their management hierarchy, um, were extraordinarily neglectful to Danny's circumstances and essentially forced him to play stage games that he was not physically, mentally, or emotionally stable for. And it eventually led to the 
deterioration of his emotional state, mental condition, and physical condition to the point where medical professionals were recommending that he was that he should be hospitalized. Um, it, it's a very sad situation, and yeah. it, it's very disappointing to hear. And some of the direct quotes that that were released were just abysmal and like it, it makes me like i'm choking up like thinking about how disgusting this is and i don't know i i guys guys do you have anything anything to say about anything about this i think so. it's really questionable that like this is your quote-unquote star player and this is how you choose to treat people mm-hmm. i kind of think it's absolutely like ass backwards <laughs> i don't think that makes any fucking sense at all like if if there was anybody on the team that they listened to the most and like their opinion and their input it would be Danny. Like I don't understand how they went so blind to what he has been saying the entire time. Because like over the course of everything happening, it's been stated multiple times that he was just like, Hey, I would like a break. I would like to take a small break. Some of this is pretty overwhelming for me. Like just like small pleas for just like, hey, like look at me y'all kind of deal and it's just it's heartbreaking to see that it just got Mm -hmm. to this point you know it it hurts you know just to see that Mm -hmm. and and like i'm looking at this quote now playing five straight months of competitive league of legends with scrims riot features official matches lock-in regular lcs season playoffs houston finals msi group stage rumble stage semis and everybody hates you I would like a break. Like, is, is that too much to ask from the man? Like, damn. But yeah, it's it's really heartbreaking. I honestly feel like it's just... Is it too hard to take care of these people as well? Like, I don't know. Especially if they're showing signs. Like, he was literally asking for it over right. and over. Along with, like, tweets that he was making as well and things that he was saying to staff that he flat out just wanted to either retire or take a break. I don't know why he was just getting ignored the entire time. Like, regardless yeah. of the, the what is the word? I, I forgot, like, they literally called it monetary value of Danny, which is he, honestly just disgusting yeah. to me as well. Like, like, why, you put that over the well-being of the man. And it's just like, how do you expect that to turn out well into the future? If you don't take care of the guy, like, I don't, I don't understand. It just seems like a bad move, like, entirely. Yeah. And also, like, I just, I feel really fucking bad for Danny. Mm-hmm. That, like, they were suggesting straight up hospital or, like, medical treatment. It's, it's kind of, like, really just appalling for me. Absolutely. And, like, really quickly, just, this is... Primarily evil geniuses, upper management that is at fault for this. Coaches, uh, co- uh, right. uh, close to him, like coworkers and um, players and whatnot, were also concerned for Danny's health and well-being when he expressed it to the point where um, people who are on the EEG coaching staff and whatnot uh, ended up getting punishments for trying to speak out on his behalf and. People like Peter Dunn ended up have like leaving the organization entirely to go work somewhere else, knowing that Evil Geniuses was not going to be a company that he could that that he could support or be a part of, uh, and and going into the future. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's so sad and and heartbreaking to read these things and 
and, and to hear all this stuff come out. And it's like, it, it was, I yeah. think it was phrased like it was a brand risk for evil geniuses to bench their star player. It is a brand risk to be a shitty human being too. That too. <laughs> yeah. Like this yeah. looks literally no fucking better. It, it looks significantly worse. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's awful. It, it, it's so bad. And like a, a bunch of other conversations that I'm not entirely, uh, like in, well informed about in terms of like the medical staff that was uh, attached to evil geniuses. I've seen um, claims about the medical staff that was available for EG was not well equipped or qualified to diagnose Danny or say that he was or was not um, in the right mind space or physical uh, capability to be playing the game. They they just were not qualified individuals. And therefore, uh -huh. their word should not have been taken, and that right, the fact right. that even if they're even if they did say something, eg upper management was still trying to coerce and strong arm him into playing these games, which is yep. absolutely appalling to hear that you have somebody who is in the midst of a mental breakdown and is physically ill, and you're forcing him to play on stage. You're forcing him in front of thousands of people every single day that he's that he's in game and you, you feel absolutely nothing towards taking care of this this person yeah it's just another number to them honestly it's disgusting to think about it's very My very you in uh, i think by art or what's his name uh arch. the one that arch yeah so there's a an article by arch that's been going around there's one on i think it's on the league of legends subreddit right now it's on twitter People are talking about it. There's a lot of quotes in there, direct quotes from upper management at EG that are just very disturbing to read on how they talk about Danny. There's some very vulgar quotes that just don't feel right to even read, much less even just think about I I don't know how somebody could say that shit about somebody. Like, I'm not gonna quote any of these quotes because yeah, yeah. These absolutely. are just fucking appalling. No, if if mm -hmm. you want to to see what was actually said, um, you can read the articles. Um, I'll I'll link I'll link specifically Arsh's uh, article in the show notes and whatnot. So definitely give give it a read, uh, because it is mm -hmm. it it gives a lot more context to to, to everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. really evil geniuses is an evil org. Not trying to make a joke out of it, but yeah, no, they, live in they are name, purely man. fucking evil for doing this to Dan. Yeah, they're absolutely. not geniuses. Tell you that. And I, I think it's also just important to say that, like, my heart and the heart of everybody here at Hexake Hero, we it all goes out to Danny. We hope that he's doing yeah, well and 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 taking care of sure. himself and getting whatever help he needs to to get back into a you know a stable a stable mental, physical, and emotional state. Yeah, of course. We would all like to see Danny again. For sure. Very <sighs> sad. Especially, like, this This really, like, just knocks me on my ass after seeing the fucking tweet that Danny posted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, guys. EG none of this was EG. Them. Everything is fine. I'm going to be a content creator for them coming in the future. I was like, oh. Cool, sick. Man's is getting help. Like, EG isn't evil. Like, everything's turning out good, but then, like, all of this news that I got hit with in, like, the past hour and a half <laughs> is... <laughs> and all crazy. added up, it's like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. It's like, I, I got bamboozled, I fell for the trick, EG got me. 
kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's just an immensely disappointing situation. I talked a little bit about it on the Live Evil podcast, but that was before a lot more context ended up getting added to to the situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just. No, this is. I hope. I hope this also inspires other people to be able to come out about Absolutely. like stories like this mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because this is like, this is no joke, bro. This like, is this probably is something that happens way more often than we think. Yeah, and especially in esports orgs who value their brand over yep. the players. Yep, it, I agree. It, it yeah. is for sure an issue that's been happening for a long time for for various reasons. I know. Oh, yeah. Another example that happened was uh, Biofrost. Um, he uh-huh. was a support for multiple organizations, uh, including TSM and um, Dignitas and whatnot. And he, I, I think, last year or two years in, years ago, ended up coming out as gay. And mm-hmm. especially in the gaming scene, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> homophobia was something in the gaming scene that was a very very big joke everywhere and it was extraordinarily difficult for vincent to come out and talk about those the, that that sort of thing that ended up happening um <laughs> and, and all the experiences that he had to deal with uh yeah. as, as he was trying to go through it and that was not something that i think many people ended up touching on when that all that information got released so it between all the situations that are going on in esports and just in the world in general because i said this on live evil as well is that i think overall as a world there is a lot of growth that is happening and it's it's great to see that there is growth but here in our little confined space that is esports and that is league of legends esports we need to do better <laughs> we need I to agree. we need to do extraordinarily yeah. more to 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 make this a safe and workable space for people because at the end of the day we are all fucking human beings and we deserve to be safe and feel and 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 be in a space where we can work and and feel free to be ourselves and 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 do what needs to be done uh, safely and uh, without fear of, of whatever kind of repercussion that uh, some company or organization may have. Yeah, for sure. Because think of like the stress that could be on players that aren't performing well. It was mm. like, this is like, you've been giving this chance to play on this team and an awesome opportunity and everything. But it's like, what, like the amount of stress that could come on you from say not performing like the way that you were expected to be. And, like, your entire dream could just be thrown down the hole, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it, I feel like that's just a lot to deal with. Yeah, it is a lot. Oh, I mean, this is, it's a really tough topic to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, you know, again, I just want to reiterate, I hope that Danny is doing better and is getting the help that he needs and that I hope that the space overall learns and grows and, and becomes a better space for all as we move into the future. For sure. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's all I have for this, for this topic right now. Uh, any, yeah. any last thoughts or words guys? Yeah, that's about all I got. Covered that pretty, pretty well. Okay. Well, uh, it feels, it feels almost, it feels weird to, to kind of have this tonal shift. Suddenly, maybe maybe yeah. I should have ordered the uh, the topics differently, <laughs> but um, let's move on to our next team chat topic because there is still more stuff to talk about. Um, so LCS update. 
I, I think I, I, I like doing updates for, for all the major regions, but I think I will stick to LCS because if I did an update for every major region, we would be here for three hours. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really think we all want to be here for three hours listening to me ramble about League of Legends stuff happening around the world. So let's just talk about North America, the best region for League of Legends gameplay out there. Um, a lot of stuff happened uh, this week, including uh, premieres of new players that are subbing in, players that are that got replaced and are now playing on the team. So I think the first thing that I want to talk about is Wild Turtle makes his return to the LCS stage. Oh, so wow. TSM yeah, changed over know. their AD carry. So Neo, who was previously on TSM main roster, got put to Academy, and Wild Turtle was promoted to LCS. Now, Wild Turtle is historically one of the most successful and uh, popular AD carry players in North America. Uh, I remember being a pretty big fan of this guy the last time I watched him play on the LCS stage because he had a very um, he had a very aggressive style as an ADC player that you don't typically see. Like he's a psycho AD where he'll like kaisa ult into five people and then flash back out after getting a kill. He's that kind of player. And it's very fun to see him on champions like Zeri and Lucian and whatnot, where they can kind of have that aggressive play style. And although mm. there was a little bit of questions, there there were a few questions around this change where it was, why would TSM <clears throat> change over Neo for Wild Turtle when TSM has been winning way more games than anyone anticipated them winning? And the TSM Academy, or Challenger team rather, uh, was not doing as well, and Wild Turtle was not doing as well in Challengers that Neo was doing in LCS. <clears throat> and I can't speak exactly why they made this change. I don't know if there was anything going on in their coaching staff or management that said that, like, no, Wild Turtle has to serve this spot, has to serve the chance to, to play on the LCS again, or if they did it for a brand change or whatever. But Wild Turtle made his reemergence to LCS. His first game did not go well. It was uh -oh. CSM versus EG. And TSM got put in the fucking dirt, and <laughs> like Jojo Pune didn't even die a single fucking time, and got like a quadra kill, and like shat down TSM's throat like it was nothing. It looked like a fucking bot game. Um, <laughs> but the second game that TSM had this weekend was against Team Liquid, and as a Team Liquid fan, I can only say that I am immensely fucking disappointed in the performance of the boys this weekend. Um, uh, well, not necessarily this weekend, but like in this game in particular. Uh, but Wild Turtle did really, really well in the game against TL. TL crumbled beneath TSM's foot, their boot, and was put in the dirt, and Wild Turtle ended up picking up a win, got his interview after the game, and re-showed that award-winning best smile in the LCS during his interview. So that was nice to see, at least. Uh, but another player that ended up coming up to LCS was Palulu on Immortals Mid. And the reason for this is a Blaze Olive needed to take a uh, a break from LCS for personal reasons, so they promoted the Challengers uh, mid laner up for a little while. And I don't know, Palulu did not really impress me that much at all. He does he play for again? Immortals. Immortals. Um, he did not really impress me. He is so I when I was originally watching this, I was going to say that Palulu is a weird player because something that happens in challengers or some of these amateur teams is you get like one trick kind of players who are really good at one kind of uh, champion or one kind of style and is what earns them their right to try out for these teams, but they have a lot of learning to do, and that's that's the purpose of challengers and an amateur is to develop talent to become better, right? Palulu is a is a player who favors champions like Zoe, Velkaz, and Zareth. 
He plays very heavy poke mages and does not have, in my opinion, does not have an extraordinarily large breadth of champion pool. Um, so in his first game, he played Zoe, and I will be talking about that game in a little bit. But overall, I, I, I think Palulu makes IMT a little bit more interesting because I think he's a an inherently more aggressive player with a different champion pool than Olive. And o- Olive is a much slower player uh, where if he, pl- if he locks in a playmaker, he is actively making plays. But overall, he feels pretty content picking like Azir and Victor and scaling. Gotcha. Um, but Immortals ended up subbing in Palulu. They did not... I, I, they picked up one win over the weekend over Dignitas. Um, but I will talk about the Dig Immortals game a little bit later when we get to the banger of the week. Um, more notable things to happen in LCS is Aurelian Soul was active and available for players to pick, and he got picked, I think, five or six times this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. uh, you know rough win rate for this weekend? I don't remember his win rate. Um, oh gosh! But CLG picked Imagine it first that. against FlyQuest. Um, FlyQuest was dumpstering CLG for about twenty minutes. Looked like they were gonna be on pace for the fastest game of the year, and then through two team fights, and then Palafox ended up getting super strong on the Aurelian Soul and almost made a comeback. But FlyQuest eventually got the win over CLG at the end. But that was the Damn. first time the Aesol gets locked. Bjergsen locks in the Aurelian Soul as well for 100 Thieves and looks absolutely fucking useless the entire game. Does not look like he's even playing the same video game as other people. Um, 100 Thieves actually just overall this weekend looked really, really bad. They look very lost in, in what they want to do. They have been getting criticized for picking scaling into late game drafts and then just not doing anything the entire time. So they ended up in their second game picking an early game draft and then just getting absolutely dumpstered and hands checked at every corner by CLG. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bjergsen locked in a soul did not work out well for them at all. Harry on team liquid ended up locking in Aurelian soul twice this weekend, once against golden guardians and once against um, TSM. And he won the Golden Guardians game and looked pretty good. And then the TSM game, nobody looked good on Team Liquid. Not a single fucking person looked good on Team Liquid in that game. Uh, And then CLG also picked it again and ended up winning. No, yes? No, I don't remember. Did they? I don't think they locked it. Did they lock it? Oh, God, I can't remember. I think they locked it twice this weekend. They locked it against FlyQuest. And they locked it against 100 Thieves. Yeah. And and they beat 100 Thieves with the A-Soul pick, I think. Mm, I think that's yeah. right. I think that's right. I don't <laughs> that's remember. That's what I've expected for A-Soul, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that character weird. is crazy. Yeah, the champion looks pretty balanced, that's for sure. But he hasn't won a lot, I think, in the LCS. I think the record is like 3-2 to two or 3-3 to three or something. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember all the A-Soul games, just thinking about it sitting here. But Aurelian Soul got picked a bunch in LCS, and that was pretty interesting, and it was a good time watching that. Uh, it's funny because Captain Flowers has already memorized the name of every single one of the abilities, including the upgraded abilities, and is just spewing them in his fucking yeah. rap casting that he does. So that's pretty <laughs> sick. Um... 
Two more big things happened in uh, the weekend. So Golden Guardians was a team that a lot of people were very hot on. They were on a seven-game winning streak, which is the longest winning streak that Golden Guardians as an organization has ever had and was currently the longest winning streak that anyone has had so far this season of LCS, I think. They went up against Team Liquid on Thursday, and very few people had Team Liquid over Golden Guardians. I was sitting through that game clenching my fucking cheeks, hoping that TL could pull off an upset. And against all fucking odds, Team Liquid looked like the best team in the entire fucking region against Golden Guardians. <laughs> team Liquid put Golden Guardians in the fucking dirt, and it was not close. They played a really strong early game like they usually do. They played towards Summit, which is a change from Piosic playing trying to play towards Bot and leaving Summit top alone. And they dumpstered top lane. They put Licorice in the fucking ground. And they ended up just winning the game through Summit's superior Gragas gameplay. Harry playing the <laughs> A-Soul. And then just a pretty pretty standout performance from uh, Piosic overall as a very aggressive and, and strong playmaking Vi. And Team Liquid just looked really, really good. They grouped up for team fights and actually played team fights as five people and not five separate people on like having no communication at all. So that was good. So GG got upset by TL and Team Liquid got to break their longest standing winning streak ever. And then Team Liquid would promptly lose to TSM afterwards and I got very sad and disappointed and I turned off League of Legends and have not played League of Legends since. Um, oh, moving on, the <laughs> last thing to happen in LCS that is of note this week is FlyQuest take their second loss of the split. Ruh -ruh. So FlyQuest went up against Evil Geniuses the second day this week on Friday, and it was a bit weird because a champion that has never been locked in in North America ever on yeah. the professional stage ended up getting locked in and carried the game. Yeah. Yo, who? Motherfuckers, it's Garen time. Garen, Garen got fucking locked no. in and absolutely fucking dumpstered this game. Summit or someday committed crimes. Someday, <laughs> someday ended up locking in the Garen because it is a really good counter to Cassante. Yep. Because if Cassante ever ults Garen, all Garen has to do is ult Cassante. And he dies instantly every single time. Yeah, doing that true damage, Yo. especially. Because Cassante like... literally negs his own health, armor, and MR. And then Garen can just press R on the ultimated Cassante and kill him. And and someday literally Whoa. does this like three times. <laughs> I yeah, need to I watch don't... this game. What game is this? This is EG versus game. FlyQuest. Uh, I'm going to watch that after this. Yeah, week six, <laughs> uh, day two, I believe. They even build what is it, rapid fire cannon? Yeah, he built like fucking that? rapid fire on Garen, bro. Yes, for the, the attack speed goes crazy with your E, and then you yeah. get the range. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I, I love I, this guy. Honestly, was not. What's the word? I I was in half belief that rapid fire unironically works on melee champions. That's mm -hmm. fair. It's just like a thing where it's like I don't want this to believe this. There's no way. Like. It's like, yeah, yeah, long range it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it's some stupid shit. But... I forgot who I saw building it, but I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, no, this is the <laughs> interesting pick. It's funny as hell. I'm glad we came up with more Cassante like encounters since we're just gonna keep picking him every video, every game. So. Yeah, you know, true. Oh, 
The only other champ I know that does good in the Cassante right now is like Olaf or something. Uh, I I saw Olaf, Fiora, Gwen, and, like... and Fiora. Yep. Gwen, okay. Fiora makes sense because I feel like she she has the answers to Cassante's kit because it's like yes. that's true. This kit has a lot of stuff in it, but she has answers to it with her W <laughs> and her like her mobility in general. She also does a lot of fucking damage. Yep. True. God, she does a lot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, EG take down FlyQuest it... in a massive upset. It's pretty crazy. Sorry, I interrupted Insane. you. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but that's all I have for the LCS news, at least this week. Pretty exciting. Yeah, Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what was it? This wasn't the first Garen we saw in Pro Play. I remember I mean, this... bringing it up as well. Is the first this North is the first Garen, Garen in, in LCS yeah. history. Because Garen has been locked in in, like, amateur challengers overseas and some international tournaments, too, for fun. But he's never been locked here right. in North America. And now he has a 100% win rate. Garen is broken, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, I'm legit about to start playing Garen every time my opponent locks in Cassante in range. <laughs> so easy, dude. He's so fun. Yep. That was that was that was a game. I I I was watching that in fucking absolute fucking disbelief. I was like, how the fuck is this working? That I I I think there is something fundamentally wrong with League when champions like Garen and Annie are actually meta <laughs> because it's like these champions are fucking piss easy and anyone can pick yeah. them up and play them and they for the most part bring very little utility to your team in comparison to the other champions in their roles and the fact that these champions that are pro play. like meta <laughs> is so fucking weird to me like i feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with the meta right now when those two champions are fucking strong yeah league of legends is a jigsaw puzzle right now <laughs> It's so fucking weird. Oh yeah, just thinking about it, trying to figure out the metas. I don't know. It's a lot for me. It's to think crazy. Ah, right <sighs> yeah. That's all I have for my LCS update. So that's all we have for team chat as well. So let's move on to our next uh, topic, which is all chat, where we have fucking nothing Damn. again. Please. Damn. <laughs> I'm back this week begging. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I'm back just to beg. Yep. My only purpose here, just to beg. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you can email us at hextechheroes at gmail.com or yes, you can, I think I still have two followers because I don't post anything. Yeah, <laughs> I still have two followers. Follow me on, uh... yeah, my last tweet is a repost that is just appalled at what the fuck Bunny Fufu is doing. <laughs> Bro, I... oh my. Dude, that's that, yeah. It's a crazy fucking topic. Um, you can tweet at me or follow me or message me or whatever at hh underscore micro stands for anti haven, not x tech heroes. For sure. Uh, or you can do the same for mage, which is I believe at laughing mage lol. Yep. And micro is spelled with a y and seven i. To point that out. Yep. If you have a, a topic that you want us to discuss, a question you want us to ask, or if you just want to say that goober is cute you can tweet us oh, yeah. or email us or do anything like that and you can be potentially featured here on hextech heroes 
But with that being said, let's move on from all chain and go into slash FF, where here at Hexdeck Heroes, FF does not mean forfeit. In fact, instead, it means for fun, where we get to talk about some for fun stuff that's been happening in League of Legends that isn't necessarily enough to uh, have an entire topic time dedicated to. So, guys, does anybody here have a for fun topic for this week? Not this week. Uh, I do. All I right. I just want to shout out a TSM Odd One. He is a, uh, he was former TSM jungler, I think, for years. I'm going to say back in, like, 2011, 2013. It was a while ago. But I just want to shout out him because I've been consistently watching him and his content. Well, he, he mainly streams now. He doesn't really do YouTube anymore. Um, For, I'd say, the majority of that time, eight, nine plus years. <laughs> and I still stick with him now. I watch... Uh, a lot of his Twitch. Um, he's just a. He's. I. I find it funny. <laughs> um, like the sense of humor, uh, mm -hmm. the jokes that he makes with his community. Um, like his his older YouTube videos are just hilarious to me. And he he got me into Fire Emblem because he's a big um strategy Hell game yeah. fan. And he he got me to like enjoy strategy games, even though I think the only one I've played is like. Disgaea and I really like the Fire Emblem series. He plays stuff like Advanced too. Wars and in Valkyria yes. Chronicles. I haven't tried those yet, but but yeah, he got me. He got me into those kind of games. So yeah, shout out, shout out, dude. Very <laughs> cool <fun>. guy, <laughs> Mr. Guy. All right. So my four fun topic. I'm going to be doing banger of the week, guys. And I'm not picking a T1 game. Holy fuck. I'm not picking a oh LCK T1 game. Picking, what am I doing? Yo, are you picking the you're picking the Garen game? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> I'm picking a game that I don't think anyone else would ever expect me to pick. It is Immortals versus Dignitas in LCS. What? A 50-minute banger between the oh, bottom two God. teams in North America. And the reason why this is the banger of the week... Is because this is the worst fucking game of League of Legends I have ever watched on a professional stage. Oh, this my. is actually the worst. It is the most disgusting, repulsive fucking game that I have ever seen in my entire life. Watching the worst fucking players in professional North American League of Legends play against each other is it makes my stomach churn. My eyes bleed. My ears are... My my brain is spilling out of my fucking ears watching this fucking <laughs> gameplay. I was actively losing my mind watching this shit. It was the biggest dog shit game that I've ever seen. It was so bad. It was like... It's a 50-minute banger, first of all. I think it was, it's not exactly 50 minutes. I think it was like 46... Like 45, 46 minutes in the end. But it's like essentially a 50-minute banger. And it had, like, over 30, 40 kills or something like that. And it is just the two worst teams in the league punching each other in the nuts for just oh 45 God. minutes. It's like, what one team fuck? takes Baron. The Baron team gets eight. They push into their base. The other team responds. They push them out of their base. They take Elder Dragon. The other team... 
fights him at Elder Dragon, kills him at Elder Dragon. Nobody has any buffs. Nobody has Baron. Nobody has Elder. All the inhibitors are down. There are no towers on the map. Nobody, everyone's pushing through mid. It is Aram. They're fighting at Baron. They're fighting at Elder. They're fighting over fucking red buffs. Fleshy is missing every single skill in the fucking game. Igor's getting caught out on the side. Santorin is missing his Sejuani ultimates. Kenvi is dying 1v1 to the support. Tomo and Tactical are both trying to out-int each other. It is disgusting watching this fucking 5v5. I just, oh my god, it was... It was like a fucking joy to listen to the casting for that game, not gonna lie. <laughs> if you watch this game, and you also watch a gold-ranked game, you get the same level the of play. You get the, the same level of play. 100%. The, the only difference is people actually see us in the pro game. That's the only difference. The gameplay, the mechanics, the macro, everything else is fucking gold. It is fucking repulsive that North American players can play this bad, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but that is for sure the banger of the week. If you want a four fun game to watch with zero fucking stakes because neither of these fucking teams are making playoffs, watch this game. It is an absolute fucking banger. You said Immortals versus... Dignitas. Immortals <laughs> versus Dignitas. Who won the game? Also, Jensen looks so fucking depressed after he loses. So Immortals wins. But like Jensen Aww. look Jensen and Centaurin look so fucking pissed that they lose this game. Oh my game. gosh. Not <laughs> bad, bro. I don't know. I feel like Centaurin just <laughs> and Jensen are always just depressed. It's fucking repulsive, man. Absolutely horrendous gameplay. I never want to see a game like that ever again. Actually, that's a lie. I do want to see a game like that again because it's fucking funny to hate watch the two <laughs> bottom teams in NA. <laughs> oh my gosh. But oh my god. Like I just I both of these teams are going to get memed on this for years. All these players, no one is ever living down this game, I don't think. It is like I, I'm gonna be surprised if some of these players have jobs next year. In LCS, based off wow. of Justice Games' performance. Holy moly. <laughs> it's crazy to say. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking disgusting watching them play this game. But yeah, that's my that's my certified banger of the week. <laughs> oh my god, but that's all I have for FF this week. So we can move into our last topic of the night, which is basing, where we get to talk about our based League of Legends takes, guys. So, yeah. what do we want to talk about in basing? Anybody? Anybody at all? I, I didn't have, have a base topic until five minutes ago when I said Bunny Foo Foo. What the fuck is he doing? Oh. All right. <laughs> Hit us with it. Uh, have you seen what he's doing? I, I, I sent have not. Mage one um what is the I'm word i'm gonna post this what is in the the, the channel we have nail to a youtube video um <laughs> it was one kill equals remove one clothing craziest yeah. video ever i've ever uploaded these are some wild fucking video ideas some yeah. of them are a little crazy but then you see the right two and the left two league of legends but if you flash you flash winky face one kill what? equals remove one clothing. Craziest video I've ever uploaded. What the League fuck? League of Legends Tinder date. Parentheses gone bad. Parentheses. One death equals one drink. Drunk League of Legends with girl gamers. What the now, fuck is he doing? Now, since you said this, when I'm I pretty sure they've been removed, I looked right? at this. Yup, they. I literally just went on this channel. This shit's gone. Yeah, and I was looking I yesterday because I was like, what the fuck? 
that he now has a channel called Bun Censored. I do not like the oh sound of God. that. I don't want to know. Oh, it's only means. it's only one short. It's one short, and it's called Wet T-shirt Wet T-shirt contest. contest. Now, Bunny Foo Foo was on C9, right? What That's is my man's up. trying to get into is my question. From like, what I've heard, I think he has a Patreon or an OnlyFans that he actually posts the actual uncensored stuff. Okay. Because these girls apparently actually do this. Um, okay. I assume there's a Patreon or something that he just posts these uncensored things on, which is, I guess, really, I guess, I hate saying it. I think it's a base to- base thing to say that I think he's smart for doing this just because of how much money he's getting. But at the same time, it's a very bad look. When you said the girls do the OnlyFans, that's the first thing my mind went to is my boy wanted a suite of that, reven- uh, <laughs> that revenue. You know? Yeah, and I guess he's and getting in like, a sort of way. Very true. Yeah, I, I feel that. Which is smart. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty smart. <laughs> I... It's but at the same time, what the fuck? Baffling <laughs> to me, yeah. yeah. It's just like two parallels of just like, it, it's also the community's reaction, same as our reaction is just like, these are two complete opposite things, and he was trying to like, I, I don't know, it's just hard to, as- what is the word? Um, Associate a wet t-shirt contest and removing clothing to League of Legends. Bro, yeah, this is why the rest wild. of the gaming community fucking hates us. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thing is that I think bro is getting innovative, and he's trying to do a bunch of new things because I think lead content is getting getting fucking Lee stale. Content is stale. My boy is playing Thrash on a touchscreen. He's what? he's begging <laughs> for content ideas. Like we we need something here. So oh I, wait, yeah, I, playing I feel like Thrash on a touchscreen. I feel like that's partly where it's coming from. Because homeboys just, I don't know if normal gameplays are cutting it anymore. If this is the look, if this is the look that League has in the next two or three years, I'm quitting the game. I'm done. I'm done. Also, also, I like his change in in thumbnails. I'm about to send you all the screenshot right. Oh my god! Wait, yeah. (laughs) To like just regular, like oh, two buttons for one pentakill to pog every fucking thumbnail just. Pog, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, Pog look at those top <laughs> Pog. It's the same fucking copy paste, <laughs> copy paste, copy paste. It is the same paste. <laughs> yeah, it is the That's same so thing, so just rotated funny. about five degrees. That is funny. God, I fucking hate it. And then everything else, because he used to be a fucking night flu type YouTuber, where it was like extremely, like, Brofresco night flu type. You just hype up everything, just be extremely ecstatic about the video game. Yeah, my thing is, like, he. It's some of the YouTubers do this, and it's like, I'm not shitting on anybody that does this, but they get a bunch of viewers into their games to play these games. Mm-hmm. And I think he went from, like, playing Norm's games with just, like, randoms and also doing, like, these, oh, I got two pentas at level one type deal to, like, moving towards having, like, viewers or whatnot playing with him to get these view- videos to make the yeah. content a lot more consistent. And also playing a lot of Earth. Mm-hmm. Earth is the content money machine, baby. But it's also crazy to see like some of the these these things. It looks like he just doesn't really upload anymore. I assume he probably only posts to like his Patreon or OnlyFans or whatever he has. But it's like two weeks ago, one really? month ago, one month ago, one month ago, and then all the shit that got deleted and goes oh, I just one year that. ago. Oh my god! I, I guess he posted a that. shit ton of that. Cause what was it? 
the those videos that you sent were one day ago, four days, five days, ten days. Yeah, it looks like he was I'm a daily uploader. All of that was the in between, and all of them got deleted. Holy schmoly! I'm assuming he got called out eventually. That's funny as hell. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> it is a very weird basing topic because. I guess it's something I wanted to bring up because it's just fucking wild. I saw that tweet, tweet post about it and I was like, I, what the fuck? I saw that, th- I unironically saw that thumbnail like in my recommended. <laughs> and and I sent it to Mage. I was like, yo, what is my boy on right now? Because I used to watch Bunny Fufu. Yeah, same here. And yeah, like I, was, like, I hadn't watched him in years and still haven't. But like when I saw that thumbnail, I was like, whoa, what, is, <laughs> what are we getting into playing League of Legends right now? <laughs> that is funny. Horny League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's it for my base topic. I think he's, I guess, innovative, but at the same time, stop. <laughs> I don't please, know. Please I, stop. I have please no stop. I don't want this image for a game. <laughs> this is funny, though. All right. <laughs> well, that was definitely a topic. That's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it is wild. <laughs> Uh, for me, I have a basing topic. Uh, and it, I, so recently, the Olympic Games made the announcement that esports are going to be a part of the Olympics, right? Oh my god, yeah, I saw that. I think oh, this goodness. is the most embarrassing thing to happen in esports <laughs> in the history of, of the inception of this concept. Because, like, for, for reference, the esports that are going to be a part of the Olympics are esports archery, Baseball, chess, cycling, dance, motorsport, sailing, tennis, and taekwondo. How are we going to electronically do these things? How the um, fuck are we doing it? Like, I don't know, man. How is electric how taekwondo doing... working? Yeah, <laughs> that's fuck? my question. Because I used to do taekwondo. How does that translate to a digital? I'm grappling board? through my computer screen. <laughs> it feels like. The push for esports is being like so. There has been a push for esports, right? But the issue yeah. that it's had is people are pushing back on it because they don't think that it's like a real thing. They don't think that can be that competitive or interesting and stuff. And and the t sports industry thinks that it's just stupid. This feels yeah, no. like a t sports answer to esports to prove that it's not going to be interesting. No one's going to watch it and everyone's going to hate it so that they can never talk about esports as being a legitimate contender for being a competitive to being in this kind of competitive environment. That's what it kind of feels like. Word. They just, just want to completely kill it as disconnected fast as answer. Like it it's it's so fucking weird and like okay, so I'm going to throw this out here right now, all right? If you guys were to do an esports Olympics, what what esports are you picking? Because I have a couple off the top of my head that I think would that would just slot in perfectly. You know, I thought I would just play a video game. Stack, my earbuds died. I think if you're doing esports Olympics, you should look to do League of Legends as one of them for sure, right? Yeah, no. I would say CS:GO is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, if you really wanted dance, you could do just dance if you really wanted to, or DDXR, because like some of those are actually kind of fucking insane for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I would look at StarCraft as being a potential one because StarCraft is fucking insane as well in terms of like uh like esports. The competitive yeah. scene, I agree. Yeah. Um, 
And then I would, and then there are like racing games too. Like I don't know, I don't know exactly what the most popular racing game in the world is right now, but like I'm sure there's one. Like I, honestly, I'd say fuck it, play Mario Kart for all I fucking care. Like, oh my like, God. like can you imagine that? Olympic Mario Kart would be more interesting than any of these other fucking Olympics, any more of these other esports Olympic things that that are being added here. Like Olympic Mario Party, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> the, R- the RNG Olympic game, dude. That shit would be funny <laughs> as fuck. Gold medal this time. Imagine, imagine, yeah. Imagine taking like former like gold medalists or something and bringing them in to play a game of Mario Kart. Oh my god! Bro, you, you you literally just get content creators to compete in the Olympics. Amaranth would win a fucking gold medal for just dance in the Olympics for North America. You get content 100%. creators on that shit, yeah, right. And then, like, you can literally, like, we can literally make, because this is what, like, some of, some of the things, we used to have tournaments in some of these esports where there would be, like, show games where you have, like, all-stars, right? Where you pick, like, some of the best players for each of your roles or each of your teams, and they all get to compete together uh, on separate teams. Like, that's what, like, the Asian games are for, like, League of Legends, right? Where you have, like, an Asian games team made up of the best top jungle mid support, uh, AD and support from, like... LCK from LPL from uh, like all, all the other Eastern Asian regions and they all get to compete each, against each other in, in a set of games. If you had that for like different regions here, you can have the best North American League of Legends CSGO players all on a team together. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be like an established organization. Like if you really wanted to, you could be like, fuck it, we're sending FlyQuest or you can be like, okay, we're going to pick like fucking impact in the top lane we'll put inspired in in the fucking jungle we'll put i don't know fucking like vikla or gory in the mid lane we'll put prince in the bot lane and core jj in support and like that's the north american lineup for the esports olympics and league of legends and the same thing can happen for like korea where you just send all of t1 and chovy instead of faker so (laughs) i agree i feel like there there are plenty of games with a big enough competitive scene that it's just not an excuse like yeah. to say it's not competitive enough, people won't care. Yeah, no, like, I just just off the games that sure, you like, named, actual... like League, CS:GO, and StarCraft are like, I'm pretty sure some of the biggest competitive games in the world. Yeah, absolutely. They've beaten leadership or uh, leadership. They've beaten viewership on certain fucking like actual sports. Yeah, that, they do. right. Like yeah, it's I... it's just as much as a contender for actual sports. Yeah. Can you imagine a Fortnite Olympic? squad for north america like can you imagine how Ninja. many viewers that you would get for a exactly. north american olympic fortnite team i don't fucking like, play fortnite i don't care about fortnite content but if you told exactly. me that fucking like ninja fucking asu and i don't know it's timmy were on a fucking olympic fortnite team i'd watch the shit out of that right like that's history being made i feel like it's it's such a like dropping the ball to not capitalize on just another thing that people enjoy. Like what makes esports so different than normal sports. Like I feel like there's just as much of a fan base to tap into as normal sports. Okay. A Valorant team. North American Olympic Valorant team. Hens, <laughs> Asu, it's Timmy, Psalms, <laughs> and who 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 Shroud. That that's the North American Olympic Valorant team. Puts, yeah, exactly. We we take There's fucking so names, bro. That, we man. take that. We take the. We take that shit to the bank. We we, we win the There's... entire fucking thing with that squad. Yeah. There's it's just such a big potential waiting to be tapped into, and like stubborn America just won't. But no, no. I mean, it's, it's not America whole... because it's the Olympics. It's an international thing. But like, it might be a very disconnected answer too. Like, it... They probably don't I, know. I, I, I relate. I relate that. 
I'm relating the idea behind it not being competitive or just not wanting esports in it in general as like to. I'm relating it to just the U.S.'s outlook on video games as yeah, a that's whole. True. Okay, yeah, very fair. Very, very valid. Game. Very valid. And and we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like the disconnect answer from the uh, from from the Olympic, the people that are actually doing this. I feel like they. That's what I meant. <laughs> Not your answers. Anyways. Yeah, no. the The Olympic esports is fucking embarrassing, they are. and no one's gonna fucking watch people play yeah. esport taekwondo. Not a yeah, single fucking person. Yeah. The eighty year old people that are fucking watching the Olympics anyways because they like they, they have pride in their fucking countries, God forbid. They're the they're gonna be the people watching this and being fucking confused the entire time. Yeah, that's also yeah. my who is the target audience for this? Yeah, wait a minute. If if <laughs> the gamers that you're doing this for don't want to watch this, who's gonna watch this? Because the people that went to the Olympics for the regular sports aren't gonna watch it, because why do they care about esports? You know, like here's the thing, guys. Here's I think I think this is it, all right. All right, this is it. All three of us sign up for the Olympic sports for esports. Okay? okay, all three of us. We get it. We get in. All right. We don't win shit. All right. But we we get in there. We get the fucking bag and we leave. We retire. North I mean, America's first esports athletes at, at the Olympics. The Hextech heroes. Hextech heroes, I'm baby. Down to get a bag. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. And better yet, if we win, <laughs> that's it. We're fucking. We're we're fucking national treasures at that point. Yeah. Exactly. We're set. That's that's history right that's there. That's it. Okay, I'm fucking signing us up right now. Let's go. Wait a minute, go, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually good at any of these. <laughs> are there people who are actually, good at these esports? Listen, I'm gonna get fucking if, like, rolled what? if I sign up for chess, but like you sign me up for like, I don't know, digital archery? I got that shit. I wonder like what, what easy, games right? is going to be used. They'll probably develop their own, to be honest. They'll just fucking oh, develop their own Develop fucking... their own video games. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's weird. Ooh. Yeah, this is the people that are organizing the Olympics, I feel are extremely disconnected, as I was trying to say. That's that's the thing that just Guys, I'm ill. How did I fucking forget? Fuck? Super Smash Brothers, guys. Super Smash Brothers at the Esports Olympics. Come on. Yeah. How the oh fuck did God. I forget fighting games? Come like, on, it, it, fighting games! Like, like, fight, like it, would, it would be so fucking good, but it doesn't wait to the so man! Imagine instead of archery, baseball, chess, they put game, like, genres. Like, yeah. MOBA, fighting game strategy, mobile. Yes. FPS. Yes! Oh, oh yes. my yes. god, bro. Nah, it's, yes. it's too easy. It's too easy, it's too bro. Easy. I'm not saying anymore. It's too easy. I'm not paying, I'm not saying the anymore. They're not paying you enough. I'm not saying anything else. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do our game. own esports Olympics. You know how like they do like, yeah. like cutie Cinderella's like fucking like esports like the, the 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 streamer awards and stuff, and they have like the the, the boxing chess tournaments like Ludwig put on. Like we'll we'll do esports Olympics. We'll put on an Boom. esports Olympics. <laughs> I have no oh, money yeah, to fund yeah, this, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it will happen. Don't worry. It was a few years' time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the Patreon started, guys. I'll get the Patreons kicked up That's and running. Oh my god, one flash equals you actually flash. Oh my god, yes. Kind <laughs> of to the Hexic Heroes Patreon to get exclusive pictures of Goober. Oh my god. Hey. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Someone's willing to pay for it. Oh no. Ah. <sighs> But yeah, no, I think I think the Esports Olympics is a, just a fucking abysmal. Like, it's not an abysmal idea, but what they chose to do with it is fucking abysmal. It's it, it's disgusting, and they should fucking reconsider everything, every decision mm. that they've made about it. So, yes, yeah, it sounds wild. Oh, 
<laughs> but that's all I have for basing, guys. Do you have any any last takes? No. No, we're good. <laughs> no, I got it. Yes, yeah. Bunny Fufu, stop. True. Okay, Bunny Fufu, stop, please, for the love of God. Yo, I I want to know the mindset, bro. Is it a mindset or is it a grind set? It's I need a to grind know. set for sure, bro. Is, like, is my man really out here for the bag or is was... like he just having fun? Because it's like. I think it's both. Because he dated like actual porn stars, like I think Celestia Vega or something. Uh, whenever she was big and whenever like she's I'm getting tossed around by like gross gore and all that. <laughs> My a, God. That's a topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, 2017 league drama. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the gameplays that he was doing weren't cutting it. He needed to, he needed to get somewhere else. God. <laughs> all right, let's 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 head to the outro before we get any deeper into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunny foo foo rabbit hole. No pun. All right, guys. Oh my god. Let's get into our outros. Do we have anything to shout out before we end this episode off, guys? I don't have three. anything in specific. Emily. Emily always. <laughs> yeah. Goober. Goober as well. <laughs> and then Danny this time. I hope Danny's. Yeah, of course. Right, right Cards go out to Danny, man. Um, yeah, I mean, those those are the, the normal shout-outs, plus Danny. I, I hope Danny is doing well. Oh, and, and the, the Live Evil podcast that you... Yeah, I, yeah, Which yeah, the yeah. episode going to be out? Is it already out? It, it is already out, yeah, yeah. So if if you would guys oh, yeah, like, I, uh, I got, uh, in, I got invited to guest on the Live Evil pod, and I got to talk to Prime about EG's, uh, zero two week, and I got to talk about North America International Tournament, and how I feel our power level is compared to the other major regions in the world, and basically I get to I get to drink some haterade and talk about how North America doesn't stand a chance. Uh, so <laughs> the hard truth that they don't want to hear. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it's also the reality of the situation that we're in. But that's uh, yeah. So you can check that out on the Live Evil podcast on Spotify and RSS and Apple uh, Apple Music or whatever, and 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 all the other normal podcasting places where you can also find Hextech Heroes. I just search up Live Evil Pod. I also have it like on my Twitter and stuff like that, so you can always search it out that way. Um, but other than that, that's all we have here at Hextech Heroes this week. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble on about League of Legends, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.